Hello, Kanika here. Welcome to the Kitchen Postcards podcast. Indian meals are rarely served in the form of courses, unlike Western or Mediterranean cuisines. Most dishes, soupy or dry, yogurt, breads, and salads are served together in a thali, each in its own katori or bowl. So far in this season, we've talked about the origins of our own food habits, influences of our families, and the diversity of seasonal food in northern India. Today, we move on to discuss some pantry staples, grains, flours, and pulses. So let's begin. Hi, Sakshi. Hi, Kanika. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> good. Okay, now that we're talking pantry staples, so first question, leaving aside spices, because what would we do without them? If you had to set up a kitchen for maybe a short time, a temporary kitchen, what are the five must-have staples that you will go and buy? Okay, that is uh, that is just very that's a very small number for an Indian kitchen, but I will try. I will let you know. So yeah, I threw you a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I would first of all have rice. Mm-hmm. I think it's the easiest to cook. Then there is dal, moong chilka dal. Okay. Or I don't think it's always available. So a moong dhuli would also okay. do. Atta, of course, I need atta for rotis, parathe or whatever. Yeah. Then masoor dal because it's light. It can be mixed with uh, moong chilka or moong or whatever. And five is any kind of chole or chane. Okay. Kale ya safed. Oh, so any any that you find? Any kind of chickpea. Okay, perfect. So, I mean, I'm uh, let's talk about dals. Like, you know, you listed two kinds. You listed moong chilka and you listed masoor. Or yes. did I? Yes. So why, why moong chilka? And also tell us, how would you cook it? Like, what's the quickest way of cooking a dal like that? Okay, like since we are starting with dal, let me just say, yeah. this won't be a dal conversation. I meant dal. <laughs> it's such a bad joke. <laughs> it's a very bad joke. We can cut this off. Yeah. Anyway. So the star for me is boom chilka. The split de-husked, uh, sorry, split unhusked version. Hmm. Because this one dal, when you soak it, it can lead to several kind of projects. Mm-hmm. So you soak this dal with water. You wash it and then you soak it. And for a couple of hours, after that, you run your hands through it and uh, you can then see that the chilka, the peel, the husk, it starts separating from the dal. Collect that, keep it aside. I'll come back to that. So the dal, you let it, uh, you let it soak for two hours. So you'll see that, you know, it is, it's become a little, become a little plump. Uh, you wash it, you have removed all the chilka. It takes a while to remove all the chilka. You run it through water, you drain it, and you know it goes back and forth. It takes like five, 10 minutes to do that. Then uh, the first use for that dal is that you can drain it, uh, make a tadka in a pressure cooker with just, uh, I think, just oil, hing, and jeera. Mm-hmm. Steam, steam this dal with like just two, three, a few tablespoons of water and that's it. It's a dry preparation. 
it's a dry oh. dal. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you serve it with nimbu, dhania and bhuna jeera. It is so beautiful. It is the loveliest snack. It's we have it as a snack like a breakfast thing. So that's one thing you can do with that dal. Uh-huh. Another route is that you can grind it up and you can make uh fritters out of it mm. like mangodi right. moong mangodi we mentioned that so you can make that yeah yeah we mentioned that in one of the episodes yeah i think summer yes summer yes so you can grind it you can make that batter and you can just fry it up and all that you can either go that way or you can uh you can make curry out of it you know that it's called moong ki dal ki kadi so the the pakoras go into the kadi like a normal kadi pakoda and uh, you know the the batter makes up you make it make it a little runny add spices add yogurt and all that and that becomes a kadi like you cook it of course the way so, you do with the kadi okay so i have a question about the kadi are you done with the moong chilka yet <laughs> or is there more <laughs> no i'm not no sorry there is a, a little bit more so so this is a lighter version of the kadi but then remember the chilka mm. that chilka you knead it into a dough with chopped onion and dhania and mirchi and you add spices if you like that and that becomes the most beautiful wholesome fiber rich paroti for your breakfast oh wow so all these things that i have listed from the moong chilka is very different from your regular dal that we cook like a stew kind of dal you know like yeah. a runny dal or whatever dal so now i'm done with the <laughs> chilka oh great no it, those are all very new to me as well because i have never eaten these and my question was you know one about the curry is this something where you also add yogurt or you do you just cook it as is i think you do need to add yogurt okay. to this okay i think for consistency because otherwise the dal uh, on its own like a ground dal paste might be grainy or i don't know i'm i i've eaten it i haven't made it myself but this is another old delhi influence yeah. this is i think a up uh, up old delhi kind of a preparation that i have eaten in one part of my family no that's fascinating i've never heard of that and the other thing was the sukhi dal that you mentioned because huh. that reminds me of another sukhi dal that is quite common which is the urad the safed urad wali sukhi dal so right yeah like you know because i think a lot of us in our households whatever our food habits have a tendency to talk about food by its characteristics like talk about it with its color or whether it's dry or wet or soupy so you know if someone would say ki sukhi dal banao aaj to in our household it would mean the split and husked uh, urad the moong uh, you know the Achha. black ram which is split and husked and the inside is white so that is the sukhi dal for us and uh, i've never had the sukhi dal you mentioned but uh, funnily both of them are men- are uh, served with a wedge of lemon or you know you sprinkle it before you eat it and similarly like when you talk about colors you know the yellow and uh, the greens and all of that so let's do a quick run through like what does a yellow dal mean for you or peeli dal 
Pilidal, yes. So yeah, that that's a good point you made about characteristic. And the first thing before Sukhi, I thought of Pilidal, like hmm. Pilidal Banado. Hmm. So Pilidal can be, I think in our house, most people know what which dal is which. Okay. Of course, it ends up being Pili yeah. <laughs> in the pressure cooker when it's made because of haldi and everything. But most common, I think, is Moong Masoor, a combination of Moong Masoor. Right. Somehow, I don't know why Moong Masoor is a combination. I know for sure that both are lighter on your stomach. So that's like the quickest uh, yeah. dal that you can cook. You don't even need to go up to one whistle on a pressure, on traditional pressure cooker. Mm. So that is one kind of, that is Pili dal for me, Moong Masoor ki dal. Okay. And what about you? Yeah, actually same. So, pili dal is moong masoor ki dal. And then there are other dal. So, like the green, hari, you know, as children you would say, kaun si dal bani hai? And if you see the color is green. So, then I later learned that that's the sabut moong. Which is, which leads right. to your, you know, other varieties of moong that you just talked about. The moong chilka that you just talked about. Uh, then there's kali dal. Which mm-hmm. is actually the whole version of the black gram. Again, when you mm-hmm. split it, you can get a similar version as moong chilka. And then when you husk it further, you get the white or the sukhi dal that I refer to uh, in my household as sukhi dal. But it's basically split and husked urad, which has a lot of uses. Like if you start thinking about how it's been used in our cultures, it's probably one of the right. oldest, uh, most commonly used dals in our country, like in the subcontinent. I don't know. You've read Katie Achaya, so I don't know if that's accurate, but I think that's kind of what he mentions. I haven't read no, you haven't. all of it. <laughs> okay. He has so much. I have two books by Katie Achaya, both the, yeah. the dictionary and the historical uh, guide, uh, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the marsh ki dal, the urad ki dal that you mentioned, yes, I do find like the Punjabis, obviously, we have recipes on the blog. Yeah. Uh, we have the ma ki dal. It's called ma ki dal. Yeah. And we, we, did we ever find out why it was called ma ki dal? Ma di dal? So it's maha with a slight nasal N at the end. And I think that might be might have to do with the month of the year. or So no, we didn't really get a conclusive answer, basically. Yes. Yeah, we did not. So... That was, I think, what we derived from our research yeah. from different places. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I just want to say that, of course, the Punjabis make it several ways. We make it like a makhani, which is a fairly new thing. Hmm. Uh, there is uh, the dal makhani. There is a normal maki dal. Hmm. There is uh, what in my house is called uh, thabe wali dal. It can just be a langarwali dal in several contexts, you know. Mm. So the one I'm mentioning is urad chilka with chana, mm. chickpea. Yes. Uh, that is one option. Yeah. Uh, but we also make bhalle out of it. Tahi uh, bade, bhalle. The South makes vade and they use it in their dosa batter. Yes. But do you ever make dosa batter? I do, I do. I actually do make dosa batter. So I, so I wanted to say the version with the... Maadi dal, which is which you were mentioning as dhabe wali dal or langar wali dal with split chickpeas, um, is also called maad cholean di dal in Punjab. Yes. Yeah. So the only reason yes. they call it cholean is because the split chickpea comes from a chickpea. 
and the chickpea is again one of those uh, beans that is so versatile right like uh, you mentioned in your staples chole which is the white uh, garbanzo bean or the kabuli chana right it has so many names um then when you split it you can do a lot of different things with it you can either make you can you can actually just make namkeens you can roast it you can even just you know the chickpea itself a whole chickpea even before you get to the husking and the splitting part of it a whole chickpea has so many uses like in contemporary cuisine people are sprinkling uh, it all over their salads so you're getting these right. steamed and salted chickpeas in your salad you're getting roast whole chickpeas in very very commonly used in namkeens in india like i remember mm-hmm. that and then of course once you've broken it down and husked it then it becomes the chane ki dal that we commonly call it as chane ki dal then you grind it and you mill it and you get flour which is besan and that always makes me think of kadhi so that's why i had a question about the <laughs> moong dal ki kadhi ki you know is it very similar to the regular kadhi that we are familiar with as punjabis made with besan and you know lots of yogurt in it the flavor profile is definitely different like mm. i think dals can get chalkier mm. uh, and i uh, like for some people in a bad way some people don't like lentils like i think people in the west maybe don't like lentils mm. and dal dal dar lentils mm. so i think that is where the very different flavor comes and uh, the normal kadhi Uh, i mean besan ki kadhi i think is earlier because of besan and the chickpea and all that right so about your chickpea why i listed it because uh, i i said chole ah. so the fun thing <laughs> is that in our house hum kale chane ko bhi chole bolte hain aur which like a misnomer we call it kale chole but <laughs> that's that's just funny yeah. that's just uh, one weird thing that is in our house <laughs> no it's yeah but i i yeah. i wonder is technically or uh, bon- botanically if the bade safed chole are similar to uh, the kale chane and uh, i'm okay. not sure. good question mm. because see the dal the chane yeah. ki dal mm. is closer to size of the kala chana it's not as big as the garbanzo the white garbanzo bean uh nahi but i think it does come from the white garbanzo i don't think it comes from the kala chana although you are raising a good question i don't i it, they are the same i mean they are uh, the same family but we can research more i'm actually as you as we're talking i'm googling and i'm looking at <laughs> wikipedia but yeah we can go more into it because and about the etymology or how we address it in our households you know it's funny that in in my household like my parents household they never differentiated between uh using chole versus chana they just used the word chana to describe both and mm-hmm. added the color ah. safed versus kale Simple. whereas uh, if you go to now that i'm paying attention if you go to punjab they get very quickly confused if you say chole it only means the white chana <laughs> and if you say if you say chana like then you have to say kala because that's the chana and the other one is chole so i think there is a slight shift in each place i have um, another addition to this which is seasonal sure. but i heard something uh, very strange from my mom today so 
uh, remember, I don't know if I mentioned in the winter episode about Cholia. So the green Cholia. You did, yes, cholia. you did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is the green, fresh yeah. version of the produce, the lentil that we're talking of, the legume mm. that we're talking about. So a uh, very interesting thing that she pointed out today when I told her we are going to record our episode on uh, staples today and talking of dals. She said that she found a green, dry uh, cholia dal in Big Bazaar. And she found it only once and it was very nice. They loved it. But I've never seen that. Have you? I've definitely seen the green cholia. And I've seen the green cholia both uh, fresh and dried. But the cholia, it is the the entire bean is dried. Not split and made into a dal. So... Green cholia you can get dried also. Where? Where? Like so, do you get in the US or have you seen it in North India? Or no, no, in Hyderabad? India. In India. Any particular region? Like you were mentioning ki, uh, that's something that you cook in the winters, you know, cholia with alu cholia ya jo bhi cholia use karte So that is something my dadi ji definitely mm. does because she does look for, uh, look out for more seasonal produce and is kind of paying attention ki ab kya aega. So, I have seen it in my house. I have seen it Dried green cholia. But that's the cholia. That's not a dal. So, it's not okay. split. So, what, what you're saying, what your ah, mom correct. saw. No, it hmm. was it was like, like kale chole, like hare chole. Again, I said kale chole. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> that I have seen. I have seen that. That uh, is kind of common. That's awesome. I have seen And I remember for a little bit as children, we were learning horse riding. And so we were told that the horse is very So if you have to become friends with the horse uh, that you're riding, always bring some uh, gourd, jaggery and chana. Kale chane. Roasted dry kale chane. Because that's another great snack that you can use protein rich mm-hmm. fiber rich and so take that and feed it to your horse have you tried and it they'll nuzzle it yeah yeah they nuzzle it from your hand i and obviously you can you know they uh, the air rushing out from their mouth <laughs> and their nostrils will kind of <laughs> it's tickly i think it's very tickly okay yeah. that's interesting because that reminds me i know that horses like uh I think uh, jokingly so ghode wali dal bhi bola jata hai, oh, achha, achha. Uh, which is just giving it a bad rep I think but anyway it's it's a delicious dal hmm. I love to add it to uh, dal hoti hai wo? Panch, panch meal punch meal punch meal punch meal yes so I don't always make it five I omit the udad often but I just pick up any five dals and most of the times they are moong masoor arhar we haven't mentioned right. it now, but we'll come to yeah. it. Chana. Okay. I see. And then I do a slightly different punch meal. Like I will mix the split, like both the split, the green and the black split dals, and then moong, masoor, and arhar. And I don't add chana because mm-hmm. I think chana takes a little longer to cook than all these others. So I don't which, add chana. Which makes me, mm. uh, like I, I use it when I have to do that. I definitely soak them. So do you always soak dal? How do you cook them? No. Like, yeah. Uh, I definitely soak them when I'm making this version. Okay. No. So I uh, try not to go the soaking route only because it takes longer. And, and I have to prepare beforehand. So I, I'm not very good with doing that on a consistent basis. 
the only dal that I would like to soak is the black uh, whole gram. So the black gram or the sabut udad. That's the one dal that I think it makes a huge difference if you soak it. Whereas with chana, I, I do realize if you soak it, you get a better result. Because I often use it for making loki chane ki dal. Oh yeah. And, uh, and now if I don't get loki, I just substitute that with like a zucchini. Nice. But those vegetables cook very quickly. Mm. So it helps to have a soaked and very and softened dal, you know, going into your pressure cooker so that it cooks a little faster than usual. I agree. Uh, so, so I make a khichdi now because we are talking of dals and uh, I mentioned rice. So another thing you can do with moong chilka is you can make khichdi. Yes. But you can also make khichdi out of other dals. And a popular one in our house is the chane ki dal ke khichdi, which I love. I absolutely love it. But the consistency of this khichdi is not runny. It is. It looks like a very beautiful pulao mm. and these uh, yellow... Uh, the yellow dal, yeah. the yellow, again, the yellow <laughs> yeah. da, chana dal, yeah. the yellow chana dal, it looks really beautiful against yeah. uh, the white rice and it, it's, it's a, I definitely soak it for this mm. one because the rice doesn't take as much time. This khichdi is made in a pressure cooker and when you're pressure cooking, you need to think of how, how long does each dal or each grain that you're adding to the vessel take to cook right some will something get too mushy or something so that's why this is something that uh i definitely soak this one i definitely soak the udad dal uh whichever kind even if it's husk mm. uh sorry even if it's de husk mm. maybe for a little while maybe half an hour but not too much mm. the whole dal the whole version of uh, the moong and the udad mm. The udad I definitely soak. The moong, the green moong, I don't always soak it for too long. I think it's it's a fairly, uh, it cooks fairly easily. It doesn't take too, too long. Oh yeah, that's true. I agree with that. And I just remembered with the soaking conversation that the moong makes for great, uh, you know, sprout. Like the easiest, I think the dal do sprout that actually tastes nice and can be eaten as is is that's the moon yeah that's i had uh, forgotten so. about that that you can do that with that <laughs> i had forgotten too <laughs> when moon sprouts are so versatile and we have two recipes on the blog about mm. that i you know using it in a salad or making a little tadka and a recipe with that yeah um so now that you've mentioned rice let's move on to rice what kind of rice do you stock or what do you use these days so these days very honestly i use just two kinds of rice mm -hmm. one is the basmati long grain basmati and just because mm -hmm. of familiarity and uh, there is one particular brand that we've, we've stuck to and i have tried others and i have not liked them and there are some local ones and i am just hesitant to try like we are two people we don't always cook as much and how much khichdi will I have so that is one thing that I do that when I get a rice variety which is not that great for us which we don't like as much we use it up in kheer or khichdi because it breaks down and we don't get to know yeah. but uh, yes so basmati long grain basmati and the red matta rice okay but I have to say I am familiar with some other kinds which I which my parents have mm. uh, like there is tukda basmati mm -hmm. which is great for every day. 
there are some that we don't like so much but i think some others some some people do like sela or parmal which are slightly thicker more plumper right uh but we feel our family feels that there's a slight bite to them so we don't always like them okay. there is also a sharbati kind of rice which gets i think it doesn't soak up water as much mm-hmm. or i don't know it just it's just we don't like it too much i shouldn't go on about not liking <laughs> not liking rice i should talk of yeah i should talk of the one that i do like and i want to try i want to try sona masuri so i have some friends here who are married to south indians or are south indians yeah. and they say great things about sona masuri i think i have probably had it at my in-laws house so that is something i i quite like sona masuri so i want to try that have you tried it i've tried it but only for making a dosa batter i haven't cooked it i have a little bit still lying in my pantry uh, but i haven't cooked it to eat with you know a rice with a dal or with something else but i have used it for dosa batter so that's my only experience with so sona masuri what about you what varieties of rice just basmati about? very straightforward plain and simple basmati <laughs> i'm trying to uh, even further like looking for basmati coming from punjab because i was doing a little bit of research and i realized basmati is actually an old grain it's not that new you know it's been grown in the indian subcontinent like the northern plains pakistan that region so i don't know the exact geographic spread but whatever little i read uh, it's uh, it's a fairly old grain of course now there are so many different modified varieties and they've been improving on it so rice was not a common part of the punjabi uh, you know diet for the longest time it was only a luxury grain used very sparingly to make kheer mm. like we, it was never it wasn't common to eat it with your meal so we've only ever used basmati and not really ventured away from it but uh, i will try i have sona masuri let me cook that some day yeah and tell you how it tastes yeah yeah you must and have it with some dal and try it out like maybe yeah uh i think maybe not compare it to the basmati i know because the basmati is great yeah, whatever yeah. it is but there are so many other kinds of varieties which i think now that we are adults they deserve a chance <laughs> oh yes absolutely but, i think we should use them like we i tried making wild rice which is which used to be a native indian uh food and i think still is but it's much more expensive to buy because it's not produced as widely and it was a nutty different experience than what uh, basmati is right any other uses of rice besides khichdi the rice on the side of your you know main course or something kheer besides that any other uh, use of rice that you find yourself doing well, I've used I have leftover rice as a binding agent to make like cutlets kind of stuff i've done that like i've made like patties with leftover rajma oh, yeah. so i would just mix everything this is on the blog yeah there there is yes there are these rajma burgers on the blog so you can use a lot rajma of these yeah leftover things to bind it uh one of the things i do is use rice for it that's a great idea other than that i haven't no what about you i was just thinking about it and i was thinking that i it's been a while since i've made it i really enjoy meethe chawal or what huh. i think it's also called zarda and i think it's something that uh, punjabi sometimes make it's like a 
it's not an everyday thing. It's of course very rare, but it has dry fruits. And I think there is a Persian connection because I think the Iranians also make something similar to that. Yes. I've read about it uh, in uh, Veronica Rani Sindhu, Sidhu's book. Okay. And I adapted her recipe because uh, it's dear. It's like, I love this dessert. And uh, that's on the blog too. That's, that's something yeah, me that Chabu. I really enjoy. And I was thinking it's been a while. That actually reminds me, I have a memory, a distinct memory of my one of my elder cousins asking my dadiji to make meethe chawal because that is something he used to really enjoy. So it is, yes, it is a common thing in the springtime or even in the winters uh, to make meethe chawal. But mm. closer to spring, I think in Punjab, they definitely Haan, make I it. Basant. I made it Haan, definitely Basant. for Basant Panchmi for the blog that time. Huh, but huh. Uh, because we are talking, we've spoken of dals, we've spoken of rice. What is this one lovely lentil that we love with rice? The Punjabis. Rajma. Rajma. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be blasphemous to not mention it and to not think of and talk about it and move on. Yeah, Rajma. <laughs> But, you know, funnily, like rajma, I only know of it in one form, uh, cooked in a nice, luscious, thick gravy. Like, do you know right. of it in any other form? <laughs> no, I think when we did the rajma, the first attempt that we did on a podcast, which was right. accompanied, which, we, which is out there on our YouTube channel with the recipe of how we Punjabis love rajma and there we you mentioned that uh, uh, i think chili is what it's called or uh, the people in the west make that yes, yes. with a similar kind of kidney bean but uh, yeah. yes rajma means rajme rajma like tari wale rajma and we hmm. love it with uh, chawal and if they are a day old they're best the next day hmm. But I don't mind them on the day that they've been made also. I, I really love Rajma. The only thing different that I do, uh, I think, from people uh, in my extended family that my, my mom uh, told me is to add a join in it to make it slightly more digestible. Oh, I know. We never add a join to it. But, the, but my mom would cook it either way. Like she would cook it with or without tomatoes. And with or without puring the masala, like you can even cook it with just your, you know, cutting piaz tomato long and thick and that will very quickly and easily just uh, melt into the gravy. So that's... Do you soak always? (laughs) No, (laughs) I try to, but if I don't, then I just uh, put it in warm water for a couple of hours and then pressure cook it and, you know, keep cooking it. That works, I think. Yeah. Overnight soaks are good because that does plump uh, up the grain and make it, you know, softer. But uh, because if you do the hot water thing, then it kind of, sh- the skin shrivels. Mm, then right. it's, yeah, then it's not as smooth textured as it would be if it had been soaked overnight. So mm. that's the one difference. I would suggest soaking like... overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So... What else? What other kind of uh, beans do you like? Or like, this is a bean. This is not a lentil. Uh, lobia is nice. But uh, 
that's it did you have something specific in mind no just lobia i just wanted to find out about lobia because we've mentioned i think you and i in our conversations earlier have mentioned how wrongy is the word for lobia and wrongy is also the word for lal lobia in my understanding but what is lal lobia is it rajma will we ever find out kanika <laughs> पता नहीं ये राज कब खुलेगा आई डोंट नो आई थिंक वी नीड व्यूअर एंड यू नो लिसनर हेल्प हियर सो वी आर गोइंग टू लीव दैट क्वेश्चन ओपन सो सो इनफ ऑफ दिस व्हाट एल्स सो आई आल्सो मेंशनड आटा व्हाट इज आटा फॉर यू व्हाट डज इट मीन सच अ स्टूपिड क्वेश्चन बट टेल मी या वेल एक्चुअली स्टूपिड एंड नॉट स्टूपिड बिकॉज़ अगेन जस्ट लाइक द दाल्स कि पीली कौन सी है हरी कौन सी है तो आटा भी एक ही तरह का माना जाता है मतलब आटा मीन्स होल वीट आटा लाइक आई थिंक दैट्स इम्पॉर्टेंट डिस्टिंगशन बिकॉज इन आर यू नो वी डिस्टिंग्विश विद वेरी सेपरेट नेम्स और पर्टिकुलर नेम्स फॉर डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ फ्लावर्स लाइक आई वॉज टॉकिंग टू अ नेबर द अदर डे एंड शी हैपन टू सी आर हलवा वीडियो सो Yeah, and she enjoyed it, and she said, "Oh, I've heard the word halve and halva, like spelled in different ways." I said, "Yes, culturally, it has traveled across the world to reach the subcontinent." Um, but she said, "Oh, I thought it was only made with chickpeas." Like, uh, I said, "No, no, no." I said, "It's it can be made with chickpea flour, not with chickpeas. Mm. Uh, it can be made with chickpea flour, and we call that flour besan." and yes you can have besan ka halwa but what we made was whole wheat ka halwa and that we call you know just aate ka halwa or halwa so i think uh, aata for us again for me has always meant whole wheat flour hmm has it meant anything else for you i ever? think yeah so aata gundia aata means dough hmm. and what you put in that dough varies you know If I say bhature ka aata gundia, so bhature ka aata can be like even though we don't make it that often, but bhature ka aata will have maybe a bit of maida or suji or all aata suji be uh, sorry aata suji and uh, maida or just maida and suji or just maida. Uh, aata also that's means a... dough. That is what I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that. That's a good uh, yeah. It's a synonym for a couple of things. So mm-hmm. definitely for the flour itself and the dough. So not Because a dumb question. Because if you question. come to think of it, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So what is the pur- like? I guess you know the purpose of flour, right? Like we have so many kinds of flours, and let's just try to list the ways we use them. Mm. Because I'm pretty sure we we don't use them in only one right. way. Right. Why don't you start? Okay. L- yeah. Let's say. I'll just list how I use atta, whole wheat flour. I use it for making rotis, which in Punjab are also called fulkas. I love that word. You can make tandoori roti. You can uh, make even puri with it, which is fried. Mm. You can make it just with atta. You can uh, make halwa with it. Right. Um, so those are the two things I can think of for atta, like whole wheat atta. But if I start thinking of besan. then i can think of other things like i i would mix besan and atta to hmm. make misti roti ka atta wow <laughs> and so i could make misti roti like that i could use besan again to make a halwa to make a sheera to make mm-hmm. laddus actually the whole wheat atta can be used to make pinnis 
मैदा Floyd Cardo's with Babish which and with with Andrea mm-hmm. of binging with Babish fame and he's teaching him three kinds of flat breads or indian breads and uh, he says that the naan is what the north eats but okay he's right that the naan is eaten in the north but it's also a very restaurant food kind of interpretation of what kind of bread north indians eat we eat chapati even in the south they eat chapati and by that i mean fulka mm. or roti so in the simplest yeah. terms roti is mm. a simple whole wheat flat bread right right and just like the word atta roti also like in the north in uh, roti and in punjabi like they they will term the the same sentence becomes roti khadi just like mm-hmm. have you eaten also just means a meal so roti means a meal have you eaten right it's a simple right. question and i think the naan has a again a longer history than just indian food like because like mughlai cuisine and central asian cuisine that came it's come from other places so you know if you go look at afghani food and look at other foods they make uh, breads in large ovens in large communal mm-hmm. in, in fact like a community will have a baker and they'll just go give them their dough that baker will make it for you and you go pick it up later and so that actually is more naan like versus what we make right which is also reminding me of uh, khamiri roti or uh, even huh. kashmiri kind of breads which are also a lot of times yeah. oven i i don't know much but i've heard stories from my mom's friend who's uh, kashmiri 
and now lives in delhi hmm. but uh, i've heard i and and during mahashivratri hamare yahan rot aate the from our kashmiri neighbor and these were sweet rotis with uh, my mom made them but she couldn't put uh, poppy seeds on top oh. because in the uae poppy seeds are banned substance okay. it's a banned substance so you can't get them here but she didn't put that and oh, oh wait oh should i say this on the podcast she yeah. put them i told her hey you're not allowed she's like maine to bahut zyada ghee dal ke rot bana di main le main lene i want to i made them, them so that i can get them yeah. to you and i said but you can't do that you can't get that you'll get the list yeah yeah Actually, that reminds me. There's a roti in uh, like I saw this on a show. Uh, they made khuba roti, and I think that comes from also like Rajasthan and those areas. So there is a tradition of making these thick rotis because if you're cooking on an open fire, you can then cook these alongside. And tandoori rotis were uh, again in Punjab also. There used to be a culture of having a communal kitchen. My dadi actually remembers it. So as a Ha, Sanja yeah, Chula. San- Sanja Chula is Sanja means Sanja is like together. So uh, one kitchen yeah. for the community. So to bake bread. So the same culture that is still practiced in other countries, uh, and they would take their dough and get the bread cooked there because having maintaining a tandoor in your house is an expensive proposition. So instead, you just have one where everybody can take their dough. I don't know anybody in the present day and age who has a tandoor and lives in an urban area. Ha, ha. Ni, I my memory of tandoor is from my grandparents' house in the village, like seasonally, and hmm. up to I think they're all electric, right? Like if anybody is trying to even buy a tandoor or set it up, it's electric. But <laughs> we digress. Hmm. So let's come back to the double roti. Hmm. What does that mean? so my it reminds me of my dada ji saying uh, like aaj double roti kha lende ne or you know like double roti means bread i think for that generation yeah. for my grandparents generation although they will say bread or they will say band bund which means <laughs> which is my, my my brother and i laugh very often uh, like we would laugh whenever we talk about you know ke kya khaya hai pav bhaji band bund <laughs> so that is how my dada ji used to say band bund kha dene because oh that's not something i like but okay mm. it's convenience it, it's convenient yeah. <laughs> and speaking of convenience and because i mentioned pav bhaji the pav is like the portuguese sort of version of a bun mm-hmm. for western india for maharashtra mm. and the like i mentioned pav bhaji and i was uh, listening to another podcast mm-hmm. uh, where they were talking of chaat food and this was mm-hmm. the frying pan adventures deep fried podcast and they were trying to list uh, uh, chart foods and uh, they mentioned that the pav bhaji came from because the mill workers in maharashtra would work till late and all that and their wives were like hey i know you're going to come late maine pav banaya hua nobody is going to make fresh roti for you at 2 am so that's how the pav bhaji came into being so that's it, it's convenience oh, yeah and in our house roti or double roti or bread is 
आई थिंक इट स्टार्टेड ऑफ एज समथिंग वेरी कन्वीनियंट लाइक आज रोटी बनाने का मन नहीं है वी वीवन हैड लाइक अ स्पाइसी छोले हमने बनाए हैं और हम उसको ब्रेड पे डाल के खा लेते हैं दैट्स आल्सो समथिंग लाइक यू यू हैव ऑल सॉर्ट्स ऑफ वियर्ड कॉम्बिनेशंस इन ईच हाउस सो दैट्स आल्सो समथिंग दैट वी वीटन वी वुड फिल अप लेफ्ट ओवर दाल इन अ ब्रेड एंड यू नो कुक इट लाइक अ सैंडविच रिमेम्बर this one person uh, he was like a peer at one office that i worked at for a few months and uh, he was also like very ki nahi double roti to nahi khate achhi nahi hoti or you know very critical of it why and because maida hota hai maida hota hai ha it's not uh, yeah like for your digestive system it's not the best so double roti is always meant that and pav is always meant buns and that that's a good i had not i did not know that that was a portuguese Thing. Yeah, there yeah. is. I think a Portuguese a Goan sort of a origin to the pau in India. Okay. So that that's definitely there. I should look into it and mention it in the notes. But mm. uh, I just missed out talking about my love for parathas because I I won't go on <laughs> too long about it. Yeah. But I have to just mention that because we spoke of roti. A lot of times, breakfast in my house, like I mentioned in episode one, was parathi and sabzi. Yeah, and there was a time when my Masi, my mother's elder sister, she was she came and lived with us, and she was such a gifted cook, and mm. she made the best lachha paratha. So, oh, so yeah. she would make like uh, it two ways. Either there is an accordion fold, you grease it up, uh-huh. you roll first, you roll it up, uh, you roll a small golf ball into a. Goal, uh, flat thing, mm-hmm. and then you grease it up. You either fold it into an accordion shape and then roll it up, or you just do a serpentine sort of a roll, and then just snake, uh, like you know, it, you right. just put it twirl on top of each other, mm-hmm. twirl it around like mm. it, it's like a snake thing coming together. So these yeah. are two things, and oh my god, the patience that she had with sirkoing the paratha, and it would be crispy. and and my mouth is watering and as soon as she would yeah. take it off the tawa she would crush it with her hands i don't know yeah. what kind of tolerance certain cooks have with heat like they have no feeling right. in their hands or what but masi made the best parathas and oh i so miss that reminds me of two things one is that my grandfather my dadaji always loved karari roti so Hi. when he was being served lunch he would say jaise abhi kha rahe hain roti khatam hone wali hai next aane wali hai to wo awaaz lagate the ki bhai karari sek ke lana it should be crisp he loved that i guess he liked the feeling of you know biting into it with whatever dal and curry that you're eating and the other thing is my grandmother when we would visit them for vacations and especially as when we were younger kids and she also had more energy she would uh, सर्व अस रोटीज जैसे बन के आई है तो शी वुड पोर घी ऑन इट एंड देन शी वुड क्रश इट एंड देन पोर इट इन आर प्लेट्स एंड दोज सम दैट इज अ डिलिशियस वे टू ईट अ रोटी 
because My it's still warm that. and steaming. Yeah. I love and it. And the ghee just percolates into it. I love that. But a question, like why I miss it so much and why I think you and I talk very fondly of it is because these kind of karari rotis or this kind of pulkas are hmm. so easy to make and on, on a flame. And right now hmm. with an electric, uh, electric uh, stove yes. right now, I miss that. I really miss the charred roti with little black specks on it. So that, right. and that with key, oh, I really miss that. That's really tasty. Yeah. <laughs> huh. It takes a little more work to get that same uh, consistency on, but I do uh, like the cast iron griddle. It kind of takes it close enough. Hmm. So you still get the blackening and all of that. So I just want to close with talking about, you know, we've mentioned all sorts of staples. The only few things that we could mention in closing is that these grains, you know, the whole wheat is and is found in a, a few other forms. Like mm. one notable thing that we actually do have on the blog is the dalia, which right. is a broken wheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also talked about, we also have suji. So we have uh, halwa, mm. but suji or semolina or cream of wheat, as it's called here, mm-hmm. can also be used to make. Uh, upma which is a very easy and quick snack or breakfast food also mixed into dosas and then another rice thing a form of rice that we enjoy is poha because we do have a recipe for that as well right so i think the five staples that we started with (laughs) each of them can lead to so many different things right and their forms change the way Mm. you process them even just the way you cook them can change how you use them I think there's so many journeys that you can take with these. There are so many possibilities, exactly. And with yeah. the kind of produce that you have, you can make so many things. So like you mentioned rava, you mentioned mm. suji, which is also called rava in South India. So there are so different versions of that also. So yeah, of course, this it's so diverse, the number of possibilities uh, with these things, like you mentioned. But if you were to ask me beyond those five things, I would have gone out about oats or uh yeah i know quinoa yeah taken it to right quinoa and all i don't eat so much but yeah there are so many other grains that i always don't always stock but dalia i do stock but anyway Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, so on that note, like there is so much to explore and we are still learning about new grains from the new world. And you know, quinoa is one of those. But on that note, let's wrap it up and uh, you will find lots of details in our episode notes and the accompanying posts. So please go there, visit that on the website. Follow us on Google and Apple Podcasts. You can find us as Kitchen Postcards Podcast. That will lead you to us. Subscribe to us. We are also on SoundCloud. And of course, go to www.kitchenpostcards.com. For, for some yes. for all the recipes. <laughs> no, no, I just want to say that a lot of these recipes are on the blog and we link them up. So, so yeah, do yes. visit that. Yeah. And until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.